0: Thanks for downloading this IMSA Radio podcast. It's for personal use only and must not be broadcast, reproduced or used in any form without permission. Tell your friends they can get their own copy by visiting imsaradio.com or search for IMSA Radio wherever they get their podcasts. The Lamborghini Super Trofeo North America on IMSA Radio. On IMSA Radio. Well, good morning, everybody. Uh, Lamborghini sitting in the pit lane, uh, in the fast lane. They have uh, pulled out of the paddock and onto the slightly uphill pit lane. Actually, the guys at the front will be just on the top, maybe still going down. There's the green flag. Uh, we're getting underway for a session that is 45 minutes. In duration, and Shay Adam is in the Haggerty Global Broadcast Center. She'll be joined in a moment by
1: Jeremy Shaw. Good morning, Shay. Good morning, John, and good morning, world. As the Lamborghinis roll out of the pit lane, and they they kind of have a bit of a roar to them this morning, cutting through the. Uh, summer air of Wisconsin. The green light is on at the pit exit, and the pit closed lights are also on, but that's just for reference only. Now, that happens because during these races, which do last for 50 minutes, there is a mandatory pit stop. So the pit closed lights do come into effect because you do have to make a pit stop at some point during the weekend. So if you are perhaps catching light of uh, a glimpse of the lights that are flashing on the pit lane, don't worry. We're still good to go. 45 minutes for this practice session. And with four miles around the track, these cars do fly pretty quickly, but it's still going to go fast, especially with two drivers per car
0: yeah it 's a good point that uh, 've got to cycle through quite uh, a lot of action thirty six cars uh, listed and uh, on the timing screens this morning you can follow along via uh, imsa.com dot com and the Alchemel uh, timing systems there and share in terms of uh, what we 're going to see here these are the new Evo cars so uh, since the last time we saw them uh, here at Road America, they visually have changed a wee bit.
1: They have. They they look much more like a Batmobile, especially if you're looking at them from the back of the car. It doesn't look as uh, typically Lamborghini as we are accustomed to seeing. But if this is the direction that Lamborghini is going, then yes, please, and sign me up. It's got a much more aggressive look to it from the front and back.
0: Particularly the back. I, I'm not sure I'd run one as a road car because, you know, you, you're not exactly a you tricky pilot. No, <laughs> don't think i would to be to be honest um uh, but i've got to say it, it looked very elegant when we were following down through the paddock yesterday on the on the golf cart coming down uh, from from food good morning again jeremy uh, championship uh, you follow this right through the season we're into the meat of the championship right now different categories uh, cars are all the same it's all about the drivers indeed so yes yeah. so same as the uh,
2: the porsche series just uh, ran a little while ago but uh, the, this, uh, the, the, as you said, all running exactly the same car, the Lamborghini Huracan Super Trofeo Evo 2 version, all 620 horsepower from this V10 <laughs> engine. Uh, plenty of horsepower there. No, no, no lacking of grunt. Uh, and four categories of driver. Uh, it's not done by age, it's done by experience. So we've got pros, pro... Excuse me, pro, pro, am, am an LB Cup for Lamborghini Cup for the uh, lesser experienced drivers. Those just starting out can be any age, pretty much. Although youngsters, generally speaking, even if they're just starting out, as is Jake Walker this weekend, just 16 years of age. Wow. Uh, he is running in the am category uh, in car number 77. So, yeah, a championship in the pro category. We've got a uh, pretty clear leaders uh, having won four of the six races so far this season. That's Kyle Marcelli and Danny Formal. Uh, Kyle Marcelli from north of the border in Canada. uh, uh, Danny Formal from Costa Rica. They're driving for Wayne Taylor Racing in car number one. They lead the championship on 82 points to the 65 of Eduardo Piscopo from Italy and uh, Patrick Cuyala from Finland. They drive for the Ogara. Uh, motorsport, Change Racing, US Racetronics team. Uh, in the Pro-Am category, Tom Long and Ashton Harrison lead the way on 73 points by just uh, four points over Brian Ortiz and uh, Sebastian the huh. pairing from... Puerto Rico for Precision Performance Motorsports. Tom Long and Ashton Harrison Drive for uh, Wayne Taylor Racing. So just four points between between the top two. Also in third position, John Capastro Dubetz from Southern California and Bryson Liu from uh, Utah uh, driving also for Precision Performance Motorsports. Another just seven points in arrears. We've had four different winners in the pro category this season. Patrick Liddy and Damon Oakey uh, running in the fourth position uh, also have won one race in am david starb and nico riga for pre- again for pre- precision performance motorsports lead the way by 13 points with two wins on the season <laughs> from cam aliabadi for treat dream racing motorsport in combat 17 this is cam's first ever season of racing he's running in the uh, am category uh, currently running second in the class in lb cup that's all about Sl- Slade Stewart, <laughs> who leads the way for Flying Lizard Motorsports in that uh, very distinctive pink car, car number 13. He's got 73 points to the 61 of Ophir Levy and John Hirschberg.
1: Hmm. It's been quite a, an interesting season. And Jeremy, the first thing that jumps out to me is listening to you recounting all of these different drivers in the championship hunt. There's a lot of Mazda graduates in there from the yeah. MX-5 Cup. That is the complete opposite end of the spectrum to the Lamborghini Super Trofeo.
2: There's a lot of these drivers that come up <laughs> through uh, either, either the MX-5 Cup or even just Spec Miata. Yeah, I've, I've talked about Jake Walker making his debut this weekend. He's done a little bit of Spec Miata racing. Huh. say so he's only 16 years of age. He did some karting before that. His father, actually, Neil Walker, did some GT3 Cup racing a few years ago. He was part of that uh, Walker-Tolman racing or Tolman-Walker racing team hmm. that ran in GT3 Cup a few years ago. Uh, met, the, met the youngster this morning. Very nice young man. Very impressive. And uh, he's got a uh, good head on his shoulders. He's um, still a, 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 a student, of course, at just 16 years of age. Gosh. But, uh, you know, he's got his... He's got realistic expectations coming into this weekend. But as I say, that so far, 13th fastest in this session. Car's just getting up to speed really now. But uh, you know, halfway up the order... Uh, after a couple of laps around
1: in this uh, second practice session of the weekend was one yesterday afternoon uh, it's very respectable for sure um, you mentioned cam who is very much embroiled in the am championship hunt he didn't do any laps yesterday afternoon i didn't see any uh, no. assigned to his name do you know what was I going don't. on there mm. i don't know why it's good to see that he's out on track today though so hopefully all the the issues from yesterday have been resolved And we mentioned dual drivers because you can do this championship with two cars. You do have a mandatory pit stop. And if you elect to do it in a one driver format, you must spend three seconds more on the pit lane during your mandatory pit stop. We don't have that many cars in the field, though, that are doing single drivers, at least in the pro class. I think there's only the one of uh, Nelson Piquet. But as far as the rest of the field goes, I, I think it's a majority- of them, uh, at least two-thirds of the cars in the field are, are doing partnered driving.
2: Yeah, there's three solo in pro class this weekend. Nelson Piquet oh, wow. Jr., as you say, in 30, he's a regular single driver. Billy Johnson also is a regular single driver for oh. TPC in column 71. Also running solo this weekend in the pro class is Joel Miller in Carnival 11. He generally runs in Pro-Am yeah. with uh, Brett Jacobson, but Brett uh, unable to be here this weekend. Oh. So uh, instead he said to, to the... Uh, to the uh, flying lizard team. Okay, go ahead and run the car for Joel. He can get some more data, get you know, more data because they've done no testing in that car uh, to get ready for the season. So this is a good opportunity for Joel Miller to get some solo time there and concentrate on getting the car to at least his liking yeah. uh, for the final few races of the championship.
1: That's a great move. And, and also
2: in, in 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 pro generally up until now Luke Berkeley has run solo in car 23, but Richard Antinucci two-time former series (laughs) champion in these cars, was driving in the Pro-Am class with Justin Price, but he pulled out of the championship, so left uh, Richard as kind of a free agent for the Dream Racing Motorsport team. So Luke Berkeley, just uh, 18 years of age, has decided to uh, take, uh, take the opportunity to have Richard drive alongside him. So those two sharing a car for this weekend for the first time. It's a red
1: flag. Yep.
2: Is out on uh, no, is it's, it's not, but it's not it
1: was okay. impact at the kink. Uh, Car 51 is the one that we were being told, so that's cloud center ready. He is continuing around, albeit very slowly. Um, but just to put that into context, for Richie Antonucci just subbing in, that that's basically the equivalent of finding Aaron Rodgers as a free agent and subbing him in with your own team. It's a very good person to have on your side, particularly in Lamborghinis. As you said, Jeremy, two times a champion in this series. Very capable guy. Now you well, don't Well yeah no. he's
2: um, the you know, the most successful driver drive in the history of this yeah. championship. He's got uh, 21 o- total wins to his name. Uh having made his debut back uh, right at the beginning of the championship back in 2015. 14 was actually the first year but he made his first win was in 15. Hmm. Uh 21 wins the next uh, next highest tally of wins total in his championship is 10 for Corey so Lewis. For, no for uh yeah, for Corey Lewis and for Trent Hinman. both with oh, two wins to their names.
1: Yeah, boy, we've had some great drivers come yeah. up through this championship over the years. To the top. Wow, wow, what Number a great 53. lap!
2: That's uh, that's a, a great lap for Jordan Missick. This is his home uh, event from Joliet, Illinois, for Jordan. He's uh, done some open wheel racing. Twenty-four years of age. And this is his. Uh, uh, he, he did some races in this championship last season this year doing the the full campaign though and sharing it generally with Aidan Yoda another youngster just 19 years of age from the uh, from San Gabriel in California southern california
1: Whoa, and a blistering lap from Sebastian Carrazo, a guy that we've known from a different brand for a long time. Jeremy, it seems like he's settling in with these Lamborghinis. We had Billy Johnson go to the top of the charts for about a nanosecond before (laughs) Sebastian Carrazzo crossed the line right behind him. 206.859 is now the bar that has been set by Carrazo. Pro-Am entry, really good lap by that young man. Yeah,
2: very impressive for Sebastian. And uh, the quickest time yesterday was 206.2, so still half a second or so away from those. Times in this morning's practice session, but still a very good lap for Sebastian Carrazo. He's got recent experience racing here because he was part of the uh, Sprint Cup Series last weekend. He won one of the races in a Porsche last weekend. As you say, we're more used to seeing him at the wheel of a Porsche. Yeah, but uh, showing good speed here again. That is uh, the car that's currently running second in the Pro-Am category. That's Car Number Forty-Seven.
1: Nelson Piquet was just off the track at turn seven and he is continuing around slowly. That's car number 30 for people that are on the track. But once again, the bar has been lowered. Laura Spinelli going quicker yet with a 206.832. So a mere two hundredths of a second faster than Carrazzo. But then Danny Formal, championship leader, comes across the line and blitzes it with the 206.3. So half a second clear of the rest of the field. And guess what? going faster again purple through sector one
2: yeah so he's getting up to speed now is that championship I mean Danny Formal really impressive young man uh, he's uh, he was an absolute star in the karting ranks for many many years yeah uh from from Puerto Rico uh, from Costa Rica excuse me uh is Danny but uh, based in in South Florida now for, for quite a number of years and Tried to make the break into car racing, but just didn't have the funding, didn't have the, the connections, didn't have the uh, capabilities to to find that opportunity to move up into car racing. He uh, did some, some local racing, did some racing in Costa Rica, did some uh, touring car racing down there, drove a, a Trans Am car down there a few times. There's a, a pretty th- thriving club scene there in Central America, but... Really, his big break came a couple of years ago in this championship when Ansel Motorsports, Alan Nadal, gave him an opportunity to do some races in the Lamborghini Super Trofeo. And right away, he was a star. Uh, He was right on the pace immediately. Great attitude, really hardworking young man. At the time, he was running a a karting program for Alan Nadal at Answer Motorsports. It's a... Uh, a team with a whole bunch of tentacles reaching out in all sorts of different uh, aspects of the sport, and uh, they, they run and store cars for a lot of customers in South Florida. Uh, and Danny Formal, after that opportunity, was asked to drive by Wayne Taylor Racing, drove for that team last season, and now again for this year, uh, teaming up with Carl Marcelli and looking good in the championship and uh, fastest in this session. Now, 206.351, the fastest time so far in this session. The lap record for the Lamborghinis uh, was a 204.9. That was set wow. by Shinya uh, uh back in 2018. Yeah. Actually, so... Uh, yeah, this this the, the track. Yeah, we we don't tend not to see that many lap records here these days. It's uh, it's hard on tyres these uh, this yeah. track, uh, and uh, but Danny is still fastest from Loris Spinelli in second place in column eighty-eight for uh, Torino Racing, uh, and third position remains Sebastian Carazo
1: in column forty-seven, the
2: fastest of the Pro-Am contenders.
1: And just to let everyone know, these cars are running on Pirelli rubber. They're a very durable tire in that they do have a peak fairly early on. So we are going to see qualifying times the faster times coming on probably the second or third laps of the cars for qualifying later in the afternoon. But they do last the entirety of the race. It's not that they have a massive off period as the race goes on. They sort of hit their fall off and then stabilize. So that at least is a good thing. We've got a car stopped on track at Canada Corner. It's car number 89. That is Fred Roberts. He was stopped on track in practice one, I seem to remember. uh, Brought out a red flag Uh maybe even yesterday afternoon. So uh, hopefully all is okay with that car and it's able to resume as we stay green. Good morning to Preston and Tanny out there in the flag stand. As uh, they do not look to be scrambling for anything, so that's good. And now we've got a spinner as well. Car number 23 has gone around at turn three. Easy to do. That part of the track journey is actually a lot more narrow than the TV makes it look. When you're out there walking around it, you see how small the grass is before you get to the sand trap or the gravel trap out there. And when you look at it on camera, you go, well, why Why wasn't he able to catch it? There was plenty of real estate. Uh, no, not, not quite so much.
2: Yeah, It's not the widest of racetracks here at Road America. No. But it's, it's old school here. And, it's brilliant. Uh, yeah, Track limits uh, tend to find themselves... Um, yeah,
1: it's in it's the form of a wall,
2: in, in, in <laughs> the form of a wall or grass or 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 something something solid, uh, often more often not. Luke Berkeley then in car number twenty three who had that spin. Ah, huh. uh, chatting to him this morning. He's sharing that car with Richard Antonucci this weekend. Didn't get many laps yesterday afternoon. There were, I think, four interruptions for red flags during mm-hmm. yesterday's session. So he only got uh, you know a lap or two. So trying to get himself up to speed, he'd struggled. In the car this season. He was the AM champion from last year. At, uh, he's now 18 years of age. He was 17, therefore, last season, God. his first year of racing. Uh, this year it's been a bit of a struggle for him, so uh, he's relishing the opportunity to have the uh, extra experience of Richard Antonucci sharing that car with him. But this morning Luke's still struggling a little bit and uh, off. The off the huh. road but i think he was able to continue was he uh yeah or slade is
1: stewart is the one who just had a moment at canada corner as well and now we've got the 89 going once again so that is fred roberts continuing around the track as uh the 14 of slade has continued around as well
2: Number 23 car is uh shown as uh, not stopped but uh, going slowly on the yes. racetrack at the moment on our uh,
1: and that is Luke
2: scoring. Yeah.
1: he had the spin at turn three. three. Yeah. So he should have been shown. Ah, now he's in the runoff uh, turn three and four turn three hyphen four. There is a pull off area over there. So perhaps he had some kind of mechanical issue and just backed the car out of uh, the way of danger. Let's see or if we shown,
2: go. Showing on the scoring is it is about the uh, c- kettle. Bottoms uh, it's just weird. because
1: that's where uh, the sector ends. So that's where they show up that's flashing true. if they're stopped somewhere in that sector. That's not very
2: helpful, is it? No.
1: No, not quite. But we're still green as this session goes on. 27 and a half minutes left in it. Seeing a lot of driver changes at this point in the session. We just had uh, A.J. Muss hand over to Caleb Bacon, two guys that were far more uh, accustomed to seeing driving very low horsepower race cars. So this has to be a bit of fun to jump in the Lamborghini Super Trofeo and put your right foot down and feel it break away, as yeah. I'm sure it does.
2: Yeah, for AJ Mus, he's also driving in the uh, Michelin Pilot Challenge Series this weekend as well, driving one of the Brian Hurdett Autosport Hyundai Elantra NTCRs. So uh, two very, very different cars for AJ Mus. And uh, he's relatively new to racing, but not to competition. He was uh, <laughs> an Olympian with the, uh, the U.S. Um, snowboarding team in the PyeongChang Olympics back in 2018. So Gosh. he's used to competition, but not quite uh, yeah. to this level. But uh, he's he's stepping up in these cars and gaining experience and, and gaining his
1: speed every outing as well. Reminds me, I need to order that new snowboard. Thank you, Jeremy. Uh, <laughs> we've got another car who has spun around the track. Now, it's being shown as car 64 Uh, That would be Tom Tate, another one of the Flying Lizard Motorsports Machines. That one, the green with the orange accents on it. But he has continued. No harm, no foul. Nice to see them recovering after yesterday's red flag fest to uh, keep it so far. And I do knock on my head as I say that. um, Keeping it cleaner. Cleaner. And the first track limits of the day, that too is a nice change because we did have several of those yesterday, namely through turn one. Well, this one through turn two, I'm not entirely sure well, that would be the exit of one.
2: I guess so. I'm guessing so, yeah. But it's, 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 uh, the, nowadays, there's a big, large, paved runoff area at turn one, yeah. which kind of stretches around the corner down towards turn two, which is really just kind of the kink underneath the uh, Briggs & Stratton Bridge, I think, isn't it still? Yes. Uh, these days. And... Um, I'm presuming that's what means it. track limits turn two would be actually the turn one exit there. Also a spin at uh, turn 14, car two blank spun and continued at uh, turn 14.
1: <gasps> I would assume that would be Alan Grossberg because it says above it, car two continued. So unless we've got several people spinning out there, which it very much could be, um, especially at this point in the morning. But the the curbs at the exit of turn one or as... The track limits is referring to turn two, very very angry sort of curbs they're very sharp and that you are allowed to run out over the curbs as long as you leave two wheels on them that's how race control was patrolling that this weekend as a, a person who's cognizant of tire wear and not wanting to abuse my car i don't think i would go anywhere near those curbs they were yeah. quite angry looking but then again i'm not a race car driver like these guys are uh, car 88 is now off at turn one. The good news is you have to go a long way off before you hit anything. So for Gianno Torino, it should be an okay rejoin. Just wait for a safe opportunity. That
2: was going into his first flying lap because he's just taken over that car. Number 88 car from uh, Loris Spinelli with second fastest. Giano Torino, a youngster originally from South Africa, based now in South Florida. <laughs> There's he a is, theme uh, here, Jeremy. What, All of these to, youngsters move into South Florida. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs>
1: And uh, Loris Spinelli, um, he was racing last weekend in Spa, I want to say, in one of the factory Mercedes, so he's been a busy boy as well. I think so. I think that's what it was in. Oh, Car Blank is off once again, this time at Turn 14. we wait and see which one it is. Uh, And there is Car Blank off at Turn 5, so Car Blank is very quick at getting around this track
2: yeah there's uh, rather too many incidents to be to be uh, yes caught up with at the moment.
1: Luke Berkeley did stop out on the racetrack by the way. he did pull himself off into that runoff area because he's still showing as stopped on timing and scoring. so hopefully all is okay with that race car, and he's able to get it back after this session make sure everything is good to go because qualifying is later this afternoon, two 15 minute sessions for the drivers to set both of the grids for the races. And the way they do it is the starting driver for race. One is the finishing driver for race two. So both drivers needing to qualify the car at some point this weekend and needing to start the car for the races. It's a nice format, keeps things fair, gives everybody an opportunity. Mandatory pit stop is halfway through the race. You get a 10 minute window but qualifying today means that you might not necessarily drive the car in, well, aggressive conditions until the second half of the race tomorrow. Jeremy, if you're the second driver.
2: Yeah, that's right. So two 15-minute sessions will be for qualifying, which is later on this afternoon, presumably, isn't yes. it? Yes. Yeah. Um, so there'll be 2 15-minute sessions the, uh, the, uh, for, for the two driver the, the cars that uh, have two drivers in them uh, rather than solo, then the... The first driver goes out in the first session. As you say, Shay, he will start the first race. Uh, and then after the 15 minutes, there'll be a, uh, a five-minute break uh, where the cars that have two drivers will change drivers. The other guy will take it over for the second session. As you say, it'll be he or she who mm. will start the second race uh, on Sunday, Sunday afternoon. One race tomorrow morning and the second race tomorrow afternoon.
1: Tom Long and Joel Miller are next to each other on the timing screen. That makes me happy. The longtime co drivers with the Mazda program now trying to uh, go out there and tame different beasts. It is uh, Tom Long who shares this car with uh ashton harrison i 've got to i wanted to ask you jeremy and i 'll set this up and give you time to think about it. Who has most impressed you in this series so far this year because for me, the vote goes to ashton she 's had such a change in her driving style over the last couple of years and really developed into a pro-am driver she's working her way up through the charts. she's doing very well in different manufacturers across many different platforms but in these Lamborghinis, she really seems to have hit a stride and, and found a good comfort level sharing the car this year with her coach tom long has been another good step forward too
2: yeah i mean as you say driving lots of different cars you're also driving a, a, a gt3 car as well and uh uh, and you know, j- just all that experience is she's just putting it to good use and, and, and taking on board all the information she's getting from Tom Long. And yes, yeah, she's really stepped up her, her her speed this season. She's been she's been really fast. Um, and uh, yeah, Tom actually has been struggling to match her pace as, as often as not. <laughs> uh, she was the the champion in the Pro Am c- in the uh, LB Cup category back in 2019. So she's been driving these cars now for for several years. Uh, but as you say, using that experience to to good effect. Uh, also, uh, driving back in the series this weekend for the first time in several years, Ashley Freiberg. Great to see her name again. Driving for the NTE Sport team in car kind of number forty-two this weekend, sharing it, uh, I believe, with Lucas Peterson, who's a youngster from uh, originally from Sweden but to be based in Dubai in the UAE for the last few years. He was supposed to make his debut. A couple of race weekends ago, but uh, didn't get his licensing in order oh. in time. Uh, but uh, great to see Ashley back. Uh, and uh, she has uh, had some uh, a couple of third-place finishes in this championship. she's had eight previous starts back in uh, 2017. She made a debut, uh, and she had a couple of uh, third-place finishes. One of them right here at Road America uh, that year as well. She qualified third here uh, back in 2017 as well in uh, the earlier spec of Lamborghini Huracan. Hur- so great to see Ashley back. She's uh, currently now second fastest, uh, or her car is, uh, yeah, second fastest in the Pro-Am class, ninth overall for Ashley Freiberg, in Cullinan kind of 42, and she's in the pits. At the moment,
1: yeah. Welcome back, Ashley. Yeah. I know that she's uh, gotten married since we've last seen her. She's been doing uh, selling real estate in Las Vegas, very successfully. Las Vegas, yeah, oh, right. Um, so she's been doing a lot of, of extracurricular things outside of racing. Uh, and
2: she's originally from uh, from the Chicago area. That's where she. Uh, was uh, based in in her early formative years in the, in the, with the skip barber school uh, then she was based up in in vermont for a while so as you say now back in las vegas and she's been working really hard to to get opportunities to get back into a race car and super to see her name back on the field in this Lamborghini Su- Huracan Super Trofeo series.
1: Speaking of local names, we've got Todd Archer in an LB Cup car this weekend. Now, if that is the same Todd Archer I'm thinking of, that's a man with a lot of experience in Trans Am cars, particularly T8. No, no, two. No, no,
2: no, no. Not, not no, that Todd d- Archer. D- no, that's the Tommy Archer you're thinking of.
1: But there is a the Todd in their family as well a son or a nephew? Is it Bobby's son? Is that is that Todd? Could be. No? We'll have to do some digging in, in the so. meantime. But, uh,
2: Todd, Todd Archer ran a few weather set races for the Fast MD team in LMP3 car.
1: Yes. Okay, so that's the Texan Todd Archer then with Fast MD. There you go. Okay. There's there's so many Archers in yes. racing. Well, yes. Trying I to mean, keep the them all brothers, straight. The <laughs> Archer brothers,
2: the Faber <laughs> Archer brothers, Tommy and Bobby, uh, they were from Minnesota. Uh, so uh, they had a lot of success in all sorts of different different series, Trans including Trans Am, also in, um, well, you name it, a- anything to do with uh, with closed wheel cars. Those yeah. two had a huge amount of success uh, in Renaults and and the uh, the old race truck challenge series and all sorts of things. So uh, yeah, and uh, it's it's Bobby's son who's racing in the in the Trans Am.
1: I think it's so. I don't think it's that's that's why it peaked my the little uh, light bulb went off in the back of my head and went, huh, maybe. Um, We do have a penalty for a pass under yellow. So we've had quite a few yellow flags during the session. No red ones yet, thankfully. Uh, Knock on wood on my head. That would be from Scott Schmidt, though. Car number 38 drive-through penalty to be assessed. And this actually brings up a very good point because this pit lane, I don't know if you've noticed before, ladies and gentlemen, Road America has a very long front straight, and particularly after coming off the back, well, for us, of uh, Lime Rock, in which the front straight is, well, about a gnat's whisker long. You do not want a drive-through penalty here because it will put you more than half a lap back behind the rest of the field. Getting a drive-through penalty, even in these races where you have to make a mandatory pit stop, It's pretty much game over, so you want to make sure that you've got all of your T's crossed, your I's dotted, and no little mistakes, because anything like that very much can take you out of contention of a race win or perhaps even a podium. We've got a lot of cars in the pit lane right now, actually, Jeremy, a lot of setup changes going on. I thought that they were driver changes, but not so much. I'm seeing engine covers off, wheels are off, doing ride height adjustments and whatnot, particularly further down the pit lane as well. And a lot of the blue P's on the chart showing that about a third of the cars in the race this weekend are currently in the pit lane. So that would be 35 competitors and we've probably got uh, nine of them currently occupying the pit lane, although a lot more people on outlaps at the moment. Sebastian Carrazzo's time, still the best of the Pro-Am contenders for car number 47, and it is still Sebastian behind the wheel of that car. Clearly, he's having way too much fun. But now we've got Kyle Marcelli, who has taken over at the championship Dylan. leading number one for Danny Formel.
2: Dylan is, uh, is Bobby, Dylan. Bobby's son who's racing in Trenton. Yeah,
1: yeah. Yeah. Yeah my apologies we've got uh, car two off course at turn 12 well car two is alan grossberg on an out lap and the red flag is out now as also off the track uh is car blank car 45 at turn six These two cars come under the uh start finish line and see that red flag now, who's car forty five? Caesar Bacarella is stopped out at turn six. So, I apologize once again because clearly I jinxed it. I said we hadn't gone red yet, and uh, we have. Let's see, is somebody stopped in the gravel? No, nope. I'm just kind of snooping at the multi screens from our friends next door. Back into the pit lane comes the 77. Now, that is a beautiful livery on the car for Jake Walker as well, Jeremy. I mean, you mentioned the youngster getting to uh, to drive this Lamborghini, but I didn't realize it was going to be the Army Green on the side yeah, of the both, car.
2: Yeah, both cars are running that that, uh, that color scheme for the 47 Motorsports uh, organization. column 7, which is driven by uh, Caleb Bacon and A.J. Muss, And 77 for Jake Walker, the youngster, making his debut this weekend. And um yeah, dyst d- distinctive cars. Uh. Not sure. Beauty is in the eye of the uh. beholder, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> but um <laughs>
1: It's it's such an aggressive looking car. They're putting the uh the flat green on it, it really does pop out a little bit more. It, it accentuates certain bits and points. My personal favorite is Sparkle Farts. I have to be honest about that. The the bright pink Lamborghini from Flying Lizard Motorsport, that one stands out. Uh, that's Slade Stewart's car. But we've got so many different options in this series as well. It's nice to be able to see the cars with so many different liveries on them
2: cool i mean the number 88 car is is a cool one if you you watch it from our side of the racetrack now it looks like it's uh, it's red and white but if you're on the uh, the other side of the racetrack it's green and white because (laughs) it's the uh, italian livery on that car so uh, if you're looking at it uh, from from in front then the left hand side is green uh, white over the top in the middle and uh, the other side is red so, uh, you know, it's red, white, and green, just like the uh, Tricolori flag from Italy, and it lets, that's really sharp as well. But it's, it's difficult to pick that car out, because depending on the cap, if you look it, it, uh, at, at pictures of that car from, from side on, it can be completely green or completely <laughs> red. Uh, and it's awfully difficult to pick that car out uh, because there's, there's several other red cars and green cars on the yes. road track as
1: well. Well, we were talking about um, Ashton Harrison and Tom Long. They also were in a bright red car with uh, Harrison contractors on it. So there's quite a few cars that have similar colors. But as you say, Jeremy, if you look at them from different angles, you can tell them apart. And I would imagine that uh, the 88's ideal position to watch it from would be looking straight down on it. Then you get the entire Italian flag.
2: (laughs) Exactly. So uh, no change at the front. It's still that number one car that uh, has set the fastest time. I think that was uh, Danny Formal uh, earlier in the session uh, on lap five. That car has completed 10 laps, sharing it with uh, Carl Marcelli. That's the fastest car on track. Car number one then for Wayne Taylor Racing. Second fastest is that number 88 car for Torino Racing, that uh, red, white, and green car. Gianni Torino and Loris Spinelli, who was who set the... Uh, second fastest time a little while ago. 206.351, the fastest time by Danny Formal. 206.816 for Loris Spinelli. Third fastest is the best of the Pro-Am contender, Sebastian Carazo, number 47, for Precision Performance Motorsports, 206.859. Fourth position, Billy Johnson, the column number 71 for TPC Racing. That is uh, a ni- 206.941 for uh, billy johnson uh, all of these cars represent different lamborghini dealerships around the country uh, there is uh, no fewer this year than 19 dealerships have been wow. have been represented on the championship uh, it's uh, palm beach that leads the way they've 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 running with uh, th- three different teams mcr torino racing and uh, precision Performance Motorsports—they lead the way in the Dealership Championship on 192
1: hmm.
2: uh, to 181 of uh, Paramus, uh, which is the uh, New Jersey New Jersey dealerships. They are run solo uh, by b- by Wayne Taylor Racing wow. in second position on 181 in the Team Championship. Uh, Wayne Taylor Racing leads that as well uh, on on that 181 because that's uh, that that team is just representing one dealership. Uh, 181. The uh, point system is really complicated, <laughs> in uh, in, uh, dea- in particularly in the dealer championship, but uh, also in the team championship. It's really hard to follow, to be honest. But trust me, Wayne Taylor Racing leads away in the team championship, 181 to 177 of Precision Performance Motorsports, and then in third position, Dream Racing Motorsport in uh, on 161. Fourth position is uh, O'Gara Change US Racetronics, that conglomerate for this year. Uh, on 158 so very very tight in the in the team championship and the the team score points according not to, just to the overall but for the for for the four different classes as well so uh, it, trust me it's complicated but it is tight and it is very very competitive this year i mean this this year has really stepped up we saw a new record number of cars last time out at watkins glen that was 36 we've got 37 well, we had 37 cars on the entry list here this weekend, we're at 36 at the moment, but uh, uh, yes. it's still a, a huge field in these uh, Lamborghini Huracan Super Travellers.
1: Hopefully we'll be 35 by the time we uh, start the race, because I know that we were missing one of the cars from yesterday. That was Michael Manella and Tom, no, it was Tom Kerr, and uh, who's I he sharing ca- with this weekend? The Seventy-four
2: sharing with, with uh, D- Danny Hardy making his yeah. debut this weekend in these cars that that car did a couple laps yesterday and had a problem and that car has not been out on the track uh, today but it was out yesterday
1: well we just had the 34 that's rodrigo Valles coming back into the pit lane several minutes after the red flag had come out he did not see multiple red flags so i'm guessing that he was stopped out on track somewhere as well looking at the track services cameras i don't see any work going on Around the track, I do see the sweeper making its way through the carousel now. So perhaps getting rid of uh, some excess tire debris, possibly some uh, marbles or clag, as David Hobbs would call it, since we we're in his neck of the woods and seeing lots of uh, David Hobbs license plate frames as he's got a couple of dealerships up this way. But uh, that was one thing that I noticed yesterday on the track walk, Jeremy. There were a lot of marbles out around the track. There, There's just so much rubber that sticks right off the racing line. I was trying to kick it away with my shoes, having no luck, of course, because it's too sticky and it would rather stick to the pavement than my shoes. Although a couple of pieces tried to go rogue. It really makes the line even more narrow. And we were talking about how old school this track is, how not wide, not a lot of runoff, not a lot of space to go in any case. When you get that clag that just sits right off the racing line, even in practice, it can make things a bit more complicated. So while the red flag is out, taking the opportunity to clear things off a bit, always a good idea. And ooh, all right, now I've got a view of uh, track services out around the track. Yep, that is starting to come back up the hill by the looks of it so after you've come through canada corner you make the little uh, dent to the right and then a dent to the left and then another dent to the right that's where it looks like uh, we've got a flatbed and several of the emergency services crew seven and a half minutes left in this practice session gonna be honest not entirely sure we're gonna see the green flag again for the lamborghini super trofeo cars But uh, should be good to go on time for the Michelin Pilot Challenge. They've got their second practice session, which is coming up here shortly. So who? Well, that makes sense as to why AJ Moss would have started the session then, Jeremy, because he's got to go drive in Pilot Challenge. So Caleb Bacon taking over for him in there. Who else have we got in the cars that have done good lap times? Randy Soleri did a good time, actually. Second in the AM category, 208881. For the driver, the number three. It's another one of those good liveries. The white and green pops. I do like the look of that. We've got John you Hennessey. You like the shades of
2: green then, huh?
1: I, yeah, yeah, I guess I do. But I, yeah. like, I like the shiny and the flat. I don't know. It's yeah. something about being in a verdant country side of Road America. And you're right about Randy Soleri. He's, I mean, he's
2: really stepped it up over the last couple of years. He's got you know, plenty of experience in these cars now. But uh, running in the top 15 overall, uh, as in as, as competitive field as it is, is really strong. Uh, and Randy, as you say, second in the AM class at the moment, behind only Jordan O'Brien, who's a youngster sharing the number 99 car uh, with uh, Patrick Otto Madsen, who's, uh, you know, it, who's a gentleman driver. It's a true pro-AM there. Uh, but uh, but uh, Randy is driving that car solo as it's a third place car in AM. John Hennessy, uh, Randy drives with the Wayne Taylor Racing Team. John Hennessy with uh, O'Gara Motorsport, Change Racing, US RaceTronics. That number three and 33, Randy Solari and John Hennessy. Very closely matched. Just about, uh, well, there's a couple of tenths of a second between them. 14th and 15th overall and second and third in AM.
1: It's a very big AM field as well this weekend, Jeremy, with 13 cars. We've got nine in LB Cup and in Pro-Am just the five. But uh, it is very deep in terms of people with not necessarily a lot of racing experience.
2: True. And, and the, the car we're missing, I think, is uh, Kam Ali Abadi in, uh, oh, uh, no. who, who was uh, placed uh, in the points in the uh, second position in yeah. to this weekend. He doesn't seem to be here this weekend so I'll try and find out why.
1: Wasn't he running yesterday in practice? No, he didn't. No, didn't no that's right.
2: The car didn't, didn't show yesterday. That
1: is right. Because I remember seeing it on the timing screen but I don't remember seeing any... Uh, Times assigned to it. So Correct. that would make sense if it was uh stricken off that uh that part of the weekend. We are still with track services out on that part of the track, as I mentioned before, but now the flatbed has been moved into place. The rollback has been lowered, so hopefully we can get uh, the car loaded safely and uh, the area cleaned up. We are under five minutes to go in this practice session, and with a very busy day and only 15 minutes in between the two sessions, I would not expect this practice to be elongated in any form, but we do still have qualifying later on, as Jeremy and I mentioned. It's a 35-minute minute window total. But as the checkered flag is now waving, 15 minutes for the first bit where driver number one qualifies, a five-minute window in between, and when you've got a track this long, that five-minute window disappears very quickly, and then another 15-minute session for the second drivers to go. So with the red flag uh, having brought out the checkered flag a little bit early on, means that Kyle Marcelli, who didn't actually get to set a representative lap time during this session, finishes at the top of the charts. It's Danny for miles time, 2.06. Three five one, Almost half a second clear of Gianno Torino in the 88. Another guy who didn't really get to do that many laps uh, for that car. In Pro-Am, very impressed with the time from Sebastian Carrazzo. A lot of recent track experience for Sebastian, so maybe he'll use that up his sleeve to try and snag a pole position later on. In the Am category, Jordan O'Brien, car number 99 with the quickest time. 207-397 for that young man. And then in the LB Cup, we We've got Slade Stewart at the top of the charts. Once again, it is the bright pink Lamborghini car number 14211297. It's going to wrap it up here for a couple of minutes, and we will be back with you shortly for the Michelin Pilot Challenge practice.
0: This program is a radio show limited production. For more, check IMSAradio.com and subscribe to Imza Radio wherever you get your podcasts.